0: Welcome to the Cross Tower Market Color Call. It is Monday, January 10th. I'm Martin Gaspar, Research Analyst. With me is our trader, Chad Steinglass, and data scientist, Catherine Webb. Chad, how are the markets looking this morning?
1: Good morning, Martin. Um, checking in, let's see, since we were uh, last speaking on Friday. The uh, non-farms payroll number came out uh, Friday morning and very initially we saw prices start to rally uh, in the first seconds after that report because the uh, the top line number, the number of jobs added in December actually came in significantly lighter than anticipated. Uh, and the reaction was that the market saw the a weak uh, jobs report as uh, potentially pushing back a little bit on the Fed tightening policy. However, like a very quick read into that report past that very top line number showed that it was actually a pretty strong report with unemployment uh, dropping uh, to, to even lower than expected uh, and also wage growth coming in a little higher than expected. And so overall, despite that, that you know, very quick initial read of the headline was a pretty strong jobs report um and the uh the realization that with the strong jobs report there that the fed's hawkishness there's not there was nothing in there to kind of put the, pump the brakes on the fed's hawkishness so we saw uh, a a, a sell off right after that initial rise on uh, on friday and that's kind of across both crypto and and macro uh over the weekend we had really choppy crypto markets um not really any, any uh, particular direction. Um, saw kind of bounces off the lows in the, uh, in the mid 40,000 range and then kind of bounces off the high in the 42,000 range in Bitcoin. Um, you know, ETH was faring a little bit worse, uh, you know, bounces off the lows in the 3,000 range there. Uh, moving into Sunday night when we had, you know, CME futures opening and and rest of the macro market starting to trade on Sunday night. Started to see a little bit of a positive bias back near the top of those ranges. However, this morning, um, by the time European markets opened and started trading, starting to see negative bias creep back in, right back down to the bottom of those ranges. So uh, right now, we're really more of the same. It's it's chop with a negative bias uh, across kind of all assets. You know, that's that's equities, that's that's crypto. Um, and, and everything a little bit seeing a little bit of dollar strength this morning, uh, really kind of, kind of just stay staying in this same, uh, the same kind of market dynamic. Everyone's kind of waiting for this to, to shift. Uh, but right now it's still just dominated, uh, by fear of fed tightening and continued kind of choppy with a negative bias in markets. Um, not really, uh, you know, I'm not, not taking any, uh, any, real definitive action in in any direction right now. So we'll see see how long this continues. Back to you.
0: Thank you, Chad. Uh, Some crypto news here. Uh, PayPal is exploring the launch of its own stablecoin, which will be backed by US dollars. Bloomberg reported that code embedded in PayPal's iOS app highlighted a PayPal coin with its own logo, which was confirmed to be developed during an internal hackathon. PayPal's SVP on digital currency issues said that, quote, we are exploring a stable coin if and when we seek to move forward, we will, of course, work closely with relevant regulators, end quote. Coinbase insiders have sold over 40 million in coin stock during the December sell-off. The SEC requires the disclosure of any sales by company officers and directors, as well as any shareholders who possess 10% or more of the company's outstanding stock. In the last three months, the total sales made by insiders amounted to over 331 million with zero purchases recorded. The largest seller was the co founder and board director, Fred Ursum, who sold coin shares worth more than 31 million over the course of December. The Treasury Department is planning to issue preliminary guidance this month clarifying who will be considered a crypto broker under the infrastructure bill passed by Congress last year. This was reported by Bloomberg, with sources saying that after this initial guidance, a more formal proposal will follow. Layer 2 solution Arbitrum has suffered its second outage in less than five months following a hardware failure. The network suffered a seven-hour sequencer outage, which prevented transactions from being processed during that period. The post-mortem released by Arbitrum explained that the core issue was a hardware failure in its main sequencer node and went on to add that backup sequencer redundancies that would normally take control also failed due to an ongoing software update. Arbitrum is designed to fall back to layer one Ethereum to process transactions when it has sequencer issues, but efforts were made to ensure the 248 transactions were confirmed by the sequencer before going offline, preventing them from being sent to the Ethereum main chain. And finally, on the Twitter front, a few posts after a Bloomberg report that pegged uh, Binance CEO CZ's wealth at an estimated $96 billion. Um, the article said that this figure does not include Zao's uh, personal crypto holdings, and the Bloomberg uh, estimates assumes that CZ owns 90% of Binance and estimates the exchange's revenue from spot and derivatives trading volumes and advertised fees. With that, I'll pass it now to Catherine to discuss some crypto funding news.
2: Thank you Martin. Andrina Horowitz has raised $9 billion in new capital. They will invest $5 billion in their growth fund, $2.5 billion in their venture fund, $2.2 billion in their crypto fund, $1.5 billion in their biotech fund, and $400 million will be used for seed funding. Serum, a Solana-based decentralized exchange and liquidity infrastructure platform has raised 75 million for the Initiative Ecosystem Foundation. Investment came from Tiger Global, Commonwealth Asset Managements, and others. The funding was raised via a token funding round where different tokens on the Solana ecosystem were sold for 50% of their market price with investors facing a six-year lockup period. The fund is still ongoing and hoping to raise an additional 25 million. The funds will be used to allocate to Serum's ecosystem, support upgrowing, upcoming Serum projects, and growth initiatives. Ventera Capital's Bitcoin feeder fund now has 63.7 million in funding from 153 fest- investors. This was revealed in a recent SEC filing. Next up, we have some mining news. Riot Blockchain has has released its production and operations update for December 2021, which shows in December, Riot produced 425 Bitcoins, a 333% increase compared to December of 2020. In 2021, Riot produced 1,355 Bitcoin, which is nearly a 300% increase compared to 2022. As of the 31st of December 2021, Riot held approximately 4,889 Bitcoin, all of which were self-mined. Riot currently holds a fleet of approximately 29,500 miners with a hash rate capacity of 3.1 exo-hashes per second, but Riot has an additional uh, 27,000 miners on purchase order and has increased their 2022 hash rate estimates by 42% to 12.8 exo hashes. Argo blockchain's mining revenue has fallen by 5.7% in December uh, to 10.6 million. Argo has mined 214 bitcoins during December with a total of 2,045 bitcoins mined in 2021 in total. In the first half of this year, Argo's West Texas data center, which has uh, 20,000 miners, will go live, which will increase Argo's hash rate to 3.6 exo hashes per second. Bitfarm has purchased 1,000 bitcoins worth 43.2 million during the first weeks of January. This increases the company's holdings by over 30% to 4300 Bitcoin's, The CEO says with the dip in Bitcoin price, while mining hardware remains high, we seize the opportunity to move cash into Bitcoin. The hash rate of mine and big, major Bitcoin mining pools has nearly recovered after its hash rate dropped due to the Internet blackout in Kazakhstan. Between January the fifth and January the sixth, the hash rate of top mining pools fell by eleven percent, and as of today, the loss has narrowed to around two point two percent. According to data from um, Bitcoin.com, BTC.com, sorry, Kosovo as plan is banned crypto mining as it struggles with energy crisis caused by growing energy problems, uh, which has caused power, blackout- <clears throat> power blackouts within the country. Police have now seized the. Um, Sorry, police have now ramped up their efforts to crack down on crypto minings within the country and are now compensated more than 300 mining machines on January the 8th alone. Next up, some news about the metaverse. Binance US is building an office based in Portals, which is a metaverse platform built on Solana, which will focus on delivering the latest news charts and events from Binance virtually. It's also reported that FTX US is also in the process of building its own office within portals. Next up, some layer one news. The transaction numbers on Phantom have overtook Avalanche last week, with more than 1 million transactions processed on the Phantom network compared to 728,000 transactions on Avalanche. In other news, Andrino Horowitz has published a document titled 10 Principles for World Leaders Shaping the Future of Web3 which outlines their vision for for future crypto regulations. Some of the 10 principles which the document suggests that government should should do include embracing the role of well-regulated stablecoins in financial inclusion and innovation, collaborating with other nations to harmonize standards and regulatory frameworks, and to provide clear, fair tax rules for the reporting of digital assets and leverage technical solutions for tax compliance. And finally, Amutify has published a report which calculates the total volume lost in the cryptocurrency market in 2021 from hacks, scams and other malicious activities, and this has exceeded 10.2 billion from 120 instances, which is a 137% increase from 2020. The highest value hack in 2021 was the Polygon Network, which lost 613 million, followed by Venus and Bitmark, which lost 20 million and 150 million respectively. The report also showed in 2021, there was a rise in both frequency and volume of security breaches in comparison to the previous year. And that's all the news I have for you. I hope everyone has a wonderful day. Back to you, Martin.
0: Thanks, Catherine. Thank you for our listeners for tuning in. Please check out Crosstower at crosstower.com for more market news and updates. Thanks for listening.